Cool, a way too deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Moran. Okay, I'm doing a tagline. That's my tagline for this week. Inspired <laughs> by Marge. An excellent uh, Marge. We should try to have a Marge tagline every week. Yes. We are also joined by my lovely sister, Miss Julia Baker. I love adventure and culture and always keep it sexy. And that is the OC girls going in to a mine and saying things like hella tight and double jack and acting like complete horn dogs. <laughs> they couldn't keep their mind out of the gutter mine. <laughs> well, they had a handsome man around them, Julia. I know. Very New York. They had a guy whose Chiron was a handsome man. <laughs> oh, Fred. Fred. All right, my tagline. Uh, it's also an OC tagline. Yeah, adventure's so fun and like sexy. Yeah, it's it's so fun and sexy. Yeah. All right, Jen. Does that make me Heather? You bit. <laughs> <laughs> we can get into it when we get into OC. But Bravo just destroyed Jen with that montage. They this... gave her a personality. I thought. <laughs> I thought this got it in soon. It's the, nope. it's the Dr. Jen award every week now. It's that Dr. Jen Editors Hate Her Award that I gave out a couple weeks <laughs> yes. ago. It's like, they really hate her so much. She does so little. How can she, you, she bother you this much? But very clearly. But they've up. now given her our favorite Bravo thing, which is a sound effect. Anytime she parrots Heather, she gets a shing, <laughs> which is quite often. All right. Do we want to get into Joyzy? Sure. New Joyzy. Shall we start off with a hot mic, Marge? Yes, please. I mean, this is another case where we might all have the same one, but it was her first line this episode was, I'm making coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have a Marge Sr. tidbit. Hot mic Marge Sr.? Not so much a hot mic Marge, more like a hot observation. Marge Sr. was a refugee who had to flee from the war, comes to a different country with nothing but the clothes on her back, and ends up on the Real Housewives of New Jersey. And And a doll from President Eisenhower. If that's not the American dream, leaving with nothing, it ended up on reality TV. I don't know what is. And her plight is reduced to a party-themed horny Hungarians. But she is a horny Hungarian because when Tiki Barber comes in, she is the most flirty with him, Marge Sr. You're going to stay late tonight, right? And he hit on her right back. It's Marge Sr. I love Marge Sr. so much. All the guys were hitting on Marge Sr. I'd kiss her if it's her birthday. Elizabeth, I think hot observations should be a thing we do from now on. Hot observations. Hot observations. Not to be confused with regular (laughs) observations. Um, a different tidbit was Joe B being very serious, talking to Frank, uh, saying if Joe Gorga comes in there, it's his job to shut it down. Like you could very clearly see that this was a conversation they had before the party began. And I'm there thinking like, Joe Gorga has a lot of things. He's not going to start a fight at somebody's 75th birthday party. Cut to a flashback of Joe Gorga making a scene and throwing a huge fit at his child's baptism. baptism. So, you know what? What do I know? And this party was at the same location <laughs> as the baptism. That's why we were treated to that clip. Did you guys It like, was a twofer. Did you guys like uh, Joe Gorga's like Rudy Giuliani painted on hair in that, that <laughs> flashback? <laughs> 
I love Joe Gorga because he always just gets so offended by his perceived lack of like disloyalty amongst the people in his lives. It's always like, if you're a friend, you gotta be a friend to your friend. If you're family, you gotta treat your family like family. It's always some like dumb shit like that. That's always the thing that gets him really riled up. So even like this Bill thing's like, hey, Bill, you're one of the guys. You gotta stick with the guys. Yeah, he really builds like his moral compass off of the Fast and Furious movies. And off of like himself. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like in his orbit. It's like if Melissa like treated him poorly and he was like, hey, you know, you're, if you're a wife, you got to stick by your husband. But like with this Bill thing, he wouldn't say that about that scenario. It's just like whatever's related to him. <laughs> and he's usually the instigator for the issue that's happening to where he has to say these things. He's always the one being <laughs> the bad husband, the bad friend, the bad uncle. <laughs> the bad businessman yes <laughs> though it was marge senior's birthday episode it was a very jersey boys heavy episode and the apology text that evan sent to bill jen's bill made me laugh his big text that he talks about multiple times this episode and adds a lot of Zaza Zoo and flair and like really reads into like a lot of emotion based on this text. Him saying, hey man, I'm sorry. And then receiving the okay symbol in response. Really got a lot of time and coverage. Is anyone kind of disappointed that the boys are going to the Nashville trip? Yeah. Never. I'm never disappointed that they're around. I'm sorry. Viva Nash Vegas thought... Only Joe Corga. <laughs> we'll have to see. Um, this season, I mean, they already filmed the reunion. This is a short, short season. I feel like Jersey was short last year, too. Like a candle that burns <laughs> so bright, it just pooters out in a couple of weeks. I That's how I would describe Joe Corga. Pootering out. <laughs> I feel like half of this season has just been watching Teresa move out of her house. So I think once that stops, then the season's over but how many more times do we have to watch them all crying in like their foyer thinking of how they had memories with their dad there going from room to room listing furniture they just have so many flashbacks Uh of this family they have to use them oh god we need another scene because we have 18 more flashbacks to get through what i was thinking about that specifically this episode for some reason it flashed in my mind is like they do have so much footage and i know like editors are overworked like this would just add more to their workload but it'd be so great if like Knowing how many angles they have of certain, like, moments, if whenever there was a flashback to a moment we knew, they just, like, changed it every now and then. You know? (laughs) Because we do see the same thing, like, every time. (laughs) Like, the grandpa putting the squid in the pot? We would like another angle on that. Yes. Or Teresa's ex-husband calling her a cunt. Yeah, we need another angle on that. That's so true. Um, for the amount of scenes that we've had of them going through their possessions and packing up their house, we do see in the preview that they have full-on movers moving them and boxing them. So I would just like to say I feel like I've been sold a bill of goods. Also, there was something bad that happened this week that made me really sad, and I am very sad for Antonia, Melissa and Joe's daughter, because... Melissa made a really creepy Antonia had a birthday party and they were all in their skimpy bikinis right in front of Tiki Barber and that made me feel really uncomfortable for poor Antonia and I feel like Melissa is aggressively trying to get her daughter into being like the perfect teenager Mm -hmm. it's just a sad scene to watch it doesn't make Melissa look great 
she was weird with her with the bra shopping last season too, like really trying to get that whole ordeal on camera and her daughter really didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And the sex talk on camera. Oh. Poor Antonia. She's, she's being used by Melissa as a prop. And then they moved so then the boys, the little boys could have a football program, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, poor Antonia. I don't know. I feel like Melissa like weirdly kind of pimps her out for TV. You yeah. know what I mean by that? Like, yeah, she, like, she uses mm-hmm. her. It's history repeating itself. All right. Are we ready for Summer House? Yes. All right. Summer House. I want to start off with my own hot observation, and then we can talk about it after I declare it. Okay. okay? All right. Pre-nup? More like pre-nope. <laughs> Let's discuss. Um, I would like to add to that. I don't want to talk about a prenup before we get married. <laughs> I think it's. I think that's smart thinking. I think it's a very smart way to get out of it. Talking about it. Why does she not want? She to should talk be about demanding it? a prenup. I guess she feels like it's going like planning for a divorce, but getting married is one of the most legally intense things that you can do. Why would you not protect yourself? Also, we know that Kyle has what was it two million dollars in debt. He's $4 million $4 million in debt. Amanda, prenups work both ways. Say, I will not pay a cent for that. There is no taking half. It's giving half. There's a soundbite of her for like um, next week's episode in the preview at the end of this one where she says something like, I just like want what's mine. I want to make sure what's mine is mine. It's like, yeah, that's the, that's why you should do this. Even Carl has a strong opinion about this. The guy that's just kind of off to the side, not giving a shit about anything. You can put in your prenup, I get half of Loverboy and I'm not paying a fucking cent towards that debt. Like, if you have a good enough lawyer, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this whole prenup debacle, because she doesn't seem that angry about it, screams, TV. yeah, plot line. Okay, Julia, mm. to back that up, how can you have an agreement that if he, if you call off the wedding, he has to pay your parents back? Can we do a little transition yes. to uh, Alex brought up Carl? Poor Mackenzie, like, yeah, she was a dud and kind of an asshole, but, like, can you imagine sitting at home watching scene after scene of Carl being like, I don't know, I just think she's kind of not it for me. And having Carl's mom being like, yeah, don't like her. (laughs) That's so harsh. (laughs) Honestly, I'm thrilled by Mackenzie. It leaves space for Lindsay to shimmy right in. Oh, yes. And... Okay, I love Carl. I love his sobriety journey. Yes, yes, yes. Blah, blah, blah. However, Carl keeps saying he can't date until he's been one year sober. a year sober. But you're dating. Then don't talk to people. Then don't, don't, what are you yeah, doing? He, he has been dating her. It's like, it's very Austin-esque, but mm-hmm. with a way better package on it. You know what I it's mean? It's like an Austin slash Noella, like... Mm-hmm. I can't date you. My brother died. Yeah. I can't date you. I'm mm-hmm. getting sober right now. And it is mm-hmm. a great excuse. And like, ah, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, it's it's valid, but then don't date Carl. Yes, I completely agree. Another thing that I realized about our summer house boys, I did not like Andrea for winter house. I was, you know, like me. Then I fell in love with him because the editors asked me to. And now I'm like, wait a second. Andrea is crying outside talking about how he ditched a girl to be with Paige. And now he wished that he was with the girl. No, 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 Andrea. 
Oh, he's saying that when he stopped talking to Paige, he met this girl. And then she dumped him. That's what he but said. But then Andrea shows up to Summer House. I'm, I'm Okay, a, you I, call question on his timeline. I think Andrea can change his mm. shirt, but that shirt will always be unbuttoned. I was trying to be like a leopard can't change its spots, but boy, did it get lost. <laughs> I think that he's upset that like he had a great girl. He thought that... I think he fucked up by like just pursuing Paige. That's what I mean. And that's why he's so sad and frustrated that, like, the the page thing didn't work out. And that's why he's like, oh, great. And I fucked everything up because I thought the page thing was, like, a done deal. Yeah, he was a bad fuckboy. He made the wrong choice. Like, Andrea, you rascal. I'm such such an Andrea fan, though. He can do no wrong. Oh, I still love him. (laughs) I just realized that for the first time. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I love him, too. And also, do you remember what the girl's name was? Mm -hmm. Lexi. What did he call Maya? Lexi. Mm-hmm. They look nothing alike. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> so she's got Lexi on the brain. Which oh, means the Detective Dodie Award. Thank you. I think that he was talking to Lexi during that mm-hmm. time as well. That's You don't cry about something that happened six months ago. I no, think that, true. I think this is, I think Andrea's timeline is a little um, flexible. I think it happened that week. Yeah. <laughs> that morning. Oh, dang. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. you guys have opened my eyes. Do I still love Andrea? Absolutely. But now I'm just kind of like, okay. Do you know who had a really good episode this episode? Hmm. Craig. Craig did have a good episode. <laughs> he was wise beyond his Craig brain. Capacity. Craig capacity. You know why you're saying that, though? Is because we got Austin for like three episodes. <laughs> that is the, the point of comparison that we're making. <laughs> yes. And Sierra won me over yet again. I love her. She is cool, calm, collected. She's level-headed when she doesn't have too much alcohol and a producer, like, revving her up in the corner, to be honest. And I get, like, that situation was shitty, and she wanted to come together with Lindsay and be like, fuck this guy, and Lindsay's like, no, I want to be the cool girl. So, I get it, um... But that goes with Paige, too. You don't have to be the cool girl. If a guy is saying, like, I want to introduce you to my parents, but we're not dating, you can say, fuck off. Like, mm-hmm. don't, you're letting this dude treat you that way. Mm-hmm. Danielle is killing me with how much shit she stirs up with Lindsay. She's, like, Lindsay's personal producer. And then asks her, do you enjoy hurting Sierra? I'm like, damn, Danielle better be getting paid extra for that. <laughs> Lindsay should be, like, an asshole, and I don't really think she is. Yeah, she's just having fun. I like her. She's also pretty always 100% authentically herself. Mm-hmm. And if she surprises you, you haven't been paying attention to her. Yeah. Um, I'm ready to never see Mr. Austin again, but I think Southern Charm is kicking up pretty soon. So we're going to get a whole dose of Austin. Well, here's the thing about Austin. We've seen a lot of Austin without Shep recently. Mm-hmm. And when Shep's around, Austin goes, his douchebaggery goes down like a lot because he just can't compete with Shep. So, at least it won't be, like, the full-blown crazy Austin. Is that why Craig is the best guy on Southern Charm? Yeah. Man. When Craig was talking Lindsay into just making peace with Sierra, he did a very good job. I was so proud of him. Our Bravo boy. Good job, Craig. I also really like that Sierra Mm -hmm. and Lindsay, they were very mature about it. Like, Mm -hmm. more mature than I think we've seen any other bravo liberty be and they were able to be like this sucks this is embarrassing let's move forward and danielle too but sierra and Lindsay do a really good job treating each other with the respect that you would give like a, a very good co-worker yeah. and they know that they have to live in harmony with each other 
to make this work because they see what happens to people who create irreversible grudges. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that Alex May said it the same time. <laughs> oh, by the way, I did not remember what month it was. Uh, Hannah is getting married in May, not this month, like I said. And also, Atlanta starts in May, not this month. <laughs> I had just skipped April, so oopsie-daisy. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's almost, almost May now. <laughs> right. All right, are we ready for OC? Yes. I was going to make this into a meme, and then I thought this might be a little too, like, niche crossover episode for me to make this into, like, something that people would enjoy. This episode, I realized Heather and Jen are Devin and Lola from Big Mouth. Like, the mean girl and somebody desperately trying to make the mean girl like love them like this weird one-way abusive relationship also see uh regina george and gretchen wieners but their hair doesn't match so that's why i said the (laughs) big girl thing it checks out to me it was like kind of subtle we did get the jen copying montage hilarious (laughs) but heather messing with jen so she'd miss the arrow during their archery thing that's where I thought, this is weird. This is very high school, like middle school. Oh, to quote Noella, it's high school with wrinkles, which... 10 out of 10, Noella. Yes. Guess who just signed a season, season yeah. contract with that one. Noella mm-hmm. is fastly becoming a top 10 for me. The editors have decided to take her and like run with it. They love her. They do love her. And it's obvious that... Heather really wants to just be a part of, like, the Emily Gina club, but she kind of can't get in there, weirdly, because Emily and Gina are constantly courting Shannon in this weird way. That, I totally agree with you, and I think Gina wants Shannon to be her gin. She wants Shannon Mm -hmm. to try to, like, chase after her, but Shannon's not. And that's where the weird stuff with Gina and Shannon are coming from. Can we talk about Tatergate? Okay. The Tater Turfastity. We're talking about the Tatiana, right? Yeah. Don't call her Tot. Excuse me. I got Tater Tot. I forgot which part (laughs) was apparent of her name. Um, So, but when, in Gina's defense, when she was telling Noella that Tatiana's kids are models, she actually said Tatiana. Noella said who, but in Noella's defense, this woman has just been served divorce papers, and though she didn't bring it up, though it really hit me hard, was the fact that she's having embryos be destroyed. Like, that sat so heavy. She is having her life literally being destroyed before her eyes, and her future, and like, babies that she worked really hard to maybe make one day. Yeah, and that's, like, a pretty painful process. So, like, that's physically and mentally pretty scarring. Her dad just died. Like, there's a lot going on. She's got the Heather stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> when Gina said Tatiana, you know what I said? Who? And you know what Shannon said? Who? And then Gina says Tot probably 45 times. So to where she doesn't even remember she had said Tatiana originally. And then she goes, Totty? Tufels? That's why you thought it was... Tater. Tater Tot. The woman's nickname is anything that begins with a T. It's a bad nickname, too. 
And so when Noella uses it, and then that offends Gina, like, uh, Gina's back must hurt for, like, bending over backwards to get there. Mm -hmm. That was ridiculous, and it, even Emily was like, girl, reign it in. But I think, I was thinking, oh, Andy's not gonna go hard. I don't know if Andy is the biggest Gina fan, but the internet is just ripping her apart. I can't imagine... Gina just seemed drunk to me. Who's coming off horrible is Heather. Yeah. Like, Heather's making this big deal that you can't say that because Mm -hmm. I'm a mother then is completely insensitive to Noella and her motherhood. And when there's the big pile of manure, Heather says, we've had enough horse shit last night. We don't need that pile. Like, she just goes in on Noella and gives her just absolutely no respect, but demands the world from Noella. That's because Noella doesn't give a fuck about Heather. Uh Uh-huh. And she's the only one. You can't... And Noella's perplexed why the other girls... Care. Care. You can't have Heather on the show without Noella. Like, they have to be a package deal. They have to check each other. And know what? This is a funny, like, wait a second. Alex, I kind of had the moment that you had last week. Noelle's on the phone to her friend recounting um, the night before where Heather said, your karma is already catching up to you. And Noella says, so you're talking about my divorce, my dad dying, my son's autism. And I'm like, no, I don't think that's what Heather meant. But then I thought, okay, then what did she mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe one of those things, but like, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. that's disgusting. And you know, she'll be like, Noella, <laughs> I am sorry. At the reunion, and then they'll call it good. But, like, that's, like, an evil thing to say. She's so annoying. She also said this episode, when things have come up between us, I've let them go. Which has never happened. (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of her letting anything Noella has, like, slided her with, like, go this entire season. She was all-time annoying to me this episode. She said that thing about her being a prevaricator. Just fucking say she's a liar. Yeah. Come on. I wish that, like... Dr. Jen was there when she had said that. So the Jen would be like, yeah, prevaricator. <laughs> Not and then she like thought it was clever to keep calling Noelle a pain in the ass for some reason. Cause she kept saying like, Oh, we don't want that pain in the ass around. I hope I don't have a pain in the ass today. Like she thought that was like, mm-hmm. did you notice that she kept saying that the whole episode? Like it was a funny thing. She's just, I hate her. <laughs> her, her personality is that she's rich. That's it. Mm-hmm. She's and, a and a mother. And a mother. And a podcast Mm -hmm. and a closet with a champ button. And an ally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Shannon's the only one who has Noella's back at all. The only one who checks in on her and is kind. And I think it is absolutely hilarious that Gina is accusing Shannon of long-term planning. And that is why she's being nice (laughs) to Noella. The thing about her being nice to Noella is like when she... When Gina and Heather and all them like challenge her on it, she never cops being like, I'm on her side. She never says that. She's always like, I'm just trying to calm her down. <laughs> it's never like she's pro Noella. <laughs> she's not taking the stance everyone thinks she is just by going and like talking to Noella and trying to figure out what's going on. So it's a, a lot of people just reading into Shannon the wrong way, just projecting onto her for whatever 
reason they're all piling on her that's what's going on the editors must be doing a number on noella making her look as good as she's looking to us because these women are all so annoyed by her she must be like a really annoying human to be around or they're just overreacting and shannon must they're really being nice to shannon too apparently because she's coming across yeah great. shannon and noella look There's wonderful like, i have no issue with the way shannon's behaved yeah they are like brutalizing everybody else i feel like emily could have gotten a bigger shit stir she's kind of giving the Lisa Rinna edit mm-hmm. but Gina is just I think Gina and Heather are looking the worst and Gina's just sloppier about it I like Gina I'm sorry there's just something about me I can't not like her she goes a hundred percent which you always need someone on the cast to do you need someone that carries around demon dust that's fun yeah <laughs> So for Christmas, Alex gifted us some amazing audiobooks, and I got Make It Nice by Dorinda Medley. And in it, she, you know, it's narrated by her, which makes it that much more fun. She talks about you spend the whole year preparing for Housewives. You have your storylines. You have your lines, like, that you want to say down. Mm -hmm. You film it. And then you spend the rest of the year worrying, thinking, is this going to come across how I want it to? Or am I going to get a certain edit? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of all I can think about now. Like, Gina is probably feeling a little embarrassed with her edit. I don't think Heather is, though. No, I think Heather will always think that she looks Mm -hmm. great. But then... To combat what you're saying, mm-hmm. the best, purest moments of Housewives is when you can tell that they're so in the moment that all of their premeditations are out the window and you're just getting them in the moment, kind of like losing control of the situation. Yes. And that is why we watch the shows because they always come in episode one and they're always cute and their testimonials. Gina has amazing testimonials, by the way. Their testimonials are scripted and rehearsed and then you kind of start seeing like the facade drop a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're seeing with Heather. She started off with like the most curated image of all time and now is just spiraling. And my favorite thing about Heather this season is that it the rug got pulled out from under her in maybe the second episode when there was the Terry botched oh, Nicole surgery. James. Yeah. And I think that that really mm-hmm. kind of ruffled her in a way that still carries forward every single episode. Like you can see it. Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't have the control she thinks she does. And that, I think, is what the issue is. <laughs> She's starting to lose it. And I'm loving every second of it. <laughs> um, I do have to do some internet quoting. Somebody pointed out on the internet that Heather keeps saying, you're going after me, Noella. You're saying all this stuff. I'm a mother, blah, blah, blah. But Kelly Dodd, of course, posted text messages between her and Emily, where Emily's recounting what happened at the party. Like, she was texting Kelly at that Nobu party. Mm-hmm. And I love how Kelly Dodd's like a ghost character. (laughs) The ghost of Housewives past. Well, she did die as a full-fledged housewife. And as as Emily said, you know, like, if someone's died there, there will be the spirit there. Ooh, spooky, Julia. Um, We need some demon dust. So (laughs) Kelly Dodd posted that. And basically, Noella text Heather, if I'm remembering this correctly, Noella text Heather saying, I'm not going to say anything if you don't want me to. Who brought up the pushing of the camera? It was Heather. Heather's the one who said, and you, she basically brought up the text message that Noella sent, not remembering 
we don't <gasps> see that. See, she's losing it. She too much herself. champ and too high of altitude. Mm-hmm. And also, this was from a different podcast. I can't remember which one because I listened to quite a few Bravo podcasts. They pointed out they don't know that we saw the camera push away. They, you know, they don't know the edit. Oh, true. They have no idea what we know. So the fact and that, probably Heather mm-hmm. thinks she's negotiated it to where that whole thing is being cut. Absolutely. So she can kind of say whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was my uh, Detective Doty, not original thought. But we collection. Know <laughs> oh my gosh! Right. And then every time Heather says something stupid like, Damn. well, this is how you host. We all know that she left all of her guests unfed for hours for and they never hours. served them dinner. So we know she is full of it. Yeah. Ah, I do love OC. OC is doing us great things. Thank you. And I have no issues with any of the ladies when it comes down to it because what we're getting is keeping me watching I, with delight. I would love a copy paste of this cast next season. I just hope that we don't have the same fights. I would like a refreshed fight, maybe some new alliances. I just don't like it when we have like the same fight season for season. I think Noelle is going to keep it fresh. She also will be in a 100% different place than she is. You know, deceased father destroyed embryos, husband disappearing on her immediately. A year after That's... this, she's going to be shiny and new. This is like the most horrible thing I've ever happened. That's a great point. Imagine like full like 100% like in it, Noella. We don't even know what that yeah, is. She's distracted. Yeah, right Noella's reminding me so much of Taylor Armstrong in the first seasons of Beverly Hills, whose husband committed suicide. Like the rug was being pulled out from under her mm-hmm. and it was a rough season. I think Noella will come out shining like a star. You know what? We can wrap it up. But uh, one final thought. Heather means nothing to you when that's what you're currently going through. Like, Heather, you think you're mean girl shit? Mm -hmm. Heather calling you a pain in the ass has nothing on your dad dying, you being abandoned, all of those things. Like, oh, no, no, Heather. Like, Noella Mm -hmm. can survive it and look great Mm -hmm. while doing it. So, Mm -hmm. team Noella forever. I love her. All right. Are we ready for awards? Yes. All right. Awards! My... How do you do, fellow kids? 30 Rock Award, uh, named after a Steve Buscemi line, which is just a cutaway where he is dressed like a youth in the hallway uh, of a high school. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I give this award to Heather's You're Thirsty Noella, which I was surprised that Heather knew thirsty in that way. And so, so was Noella. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex. Well... My award goes to the same exact moment, but it's just a different award. Oh my gosh, I love it. It's the Thirsty Thirsty Little Girl Award, named after James Kennedy's infamous quote from Vanderpump Rules. Oh my gosh. Congrats, Heather. Two-time award winner, Julia. This always happens. We always start off with like... You guys are always in sync, and I'm like the third wheel over here. So, um, or the third heel. So my award is that hypocritical housewife award. We could give this every episode for every season forever, but Mm. it is Mm -hmm. for the moment in honor of Shannon for a win. She says that she's tired of labels being put on her. And so she would like everyone to label Emily as a pot stirrer. And that's why I'm loving Shannon this season. OC got all of our awards. It was the star of the week, I would say. It it was wonderful start to finish. Your award also like reflects the way that 
she's saying she wants to live a drama-free life, and then Emily's immediately like, then why are you talking so much shit about Jane? <laughs> <laughs> All right, one really final thing. I know we're done with OC. We talked about OC a lot today. But I am loving Gina and Heather's, well, why aren't you supporting me when they, like, run out of arguments? <laughs> Just throwing that in there. I think I'm going to start peppering that into my everyday life. Mm-hmm. And everyone's gonna be like, but what are you doing? You would want to support <laughs> what am I supposed to be supporting? If you are a real friend, you would know. You would know, and you would know Tatiana. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at like uncool podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.